You're listening to Liberty USA, sponsored by County Citizens Defending Freedom. You as an American have freedom in your DNA, and we are here to help educate, empower, and encourage you to stand for your freedom. Hey everyone, I'm outside Grace Christian School where Principal Barry McKean has gone under some heat for sticking to his strong biblical principles within his school. Let's find out what he had to say. Hi everyone, today I'm with Principal Barry McKean of Grace Christian. Thank you for being here with me. Thanks for coming. So I've been following your school for quite some time, even before the media has kind of taken your school policies and blown them up. But I'd love to dig into a couple things. And the first topic I want to talk about is your COVID policies. So let's rewind a little bit. Did you have strict COVID policies in place? No, we didn't. Uh, when we came back in August of 2020, most of our policies were similar to the year before, with the exception of we did allow kids to wear masks. Uh, we did allow for home learning, but we never required kids to mask up. Uh, we ate lunch in the lunchroom. The kids played on the playground, sanitized things after use and, and tried to be a little careful. Um, but we really just tried to follow God uh, who's the author of science and, and just say, you know what, this hasn't been a problem for kids mm -hmm. and uh, this is the safest place for them. Mm -hmm. So you didn't delay school opening in August of 2020 either? We did not. And you didn't mandate masks? No. What about students who were exposed to COVID but didn't get sick? Did they yeah. have to stay uh, home? We, we only made six students stay home if they were displaying symptoms, mm -hmm. uh, if they had tested positive for COVID. Even with siblings, if, if you're sibling in school, they could still come to school if you were sick or grandma lives with you and she had COVID, you could still come to school. We really just dealt with those who were ill. Did you receive any kickback for those policies back then? Uh, not from our parents. Our parents were really pleased. And I'll be honest, a little bit of the policies and, you know, cause it's, it was unchartered territory. So uh, how we came about the policies was obviously we wanted to trust the Lord, but our parents began emailing in you know, May, June, early July, just saying, please tell me my kids aren't going to have to wear masks. This is so the, it just seemed like the, the parents in our school were going to be really behind us. Um, we did on day number two have the sheriff show up at two sheriff's officers show up at our school. A parent who was not in our school uh, had previously been here years earlier. Uh, lodged a complaint. So we post pictures on Facebook and mm -hmm. she took the pictures of kids playing on the playground and eating lunch and she's how despicable this is and uh, she filed a complaint and so they came in and they said you know we're following up on this complaint um, we understand that you're not mandating masks. I said no sir we're not and you're not social distancing. I said no we're not and he said well we really don't have any jurisdiction here because you're a private 501c3 but we have to follow complaints, so have a nice day. And we were, they were very respectful, we were respectful, but it struck me that it was a parent who doesn't even have kids here, like, why do you care, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So fast forward to August 18th, an article from NBC came out titled, Florida Christian School says it will refer to students only by biological gender, asks gay and transgender students to leave. Yeah. What was your initial reaction to this article being published? Um, I think I had two reactions. One was, why is this being published? It is a policy that's been in existence for many years and a policy that is similar to many schools around us. And then the other thing was some of the headline grabbers were just incorrect. It says, ask students to leave. 
we haven't been forced to ask a student to leave. We, we've not had to enforce this policy. I'm not saying that we wouldn't, won't or wouldn't, but, but we have not had to as of yet. So even the headlines were, were kind of wrong. Um, and I, I think my initial reaction was this is not going anywhere because this is not a story um, and this is not exclusive to us by a long shot. Yeah, little did you know. Yeah. How do you think the reporter got a hold of that information? Um, I think from a parent, uh, if, if, I, if I believe I can trace it all, we sent an email on August 6th, and we do this every summer. We'll send emails just reminding parents mm -hmm. of policies. It may be because something's happen happening culturally that's in objection to our policies. Um, it may be something we saw in the previous school year that we want to, hey, let's get this corrected as we get in the new year. Mm -hmm. um, so it was just like a reminder. And we heard nothing but positive things. We sent that out. Nobody said anything negative. Most of the parents were like, thank you for this policy. And then nothing until August 15th when this reporter started calling and emailing me to try to get a story. Mm. And that would just be one article of many, many, many to follow yeah. in a huge, a huge media blow up. But one thing that I respect you for is that same day you went on Facebook and posted a video directly talking to your audience and your parents and your students, letting them know what was said and the truth behind what you had to say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our legal team said, don't say anything. This is not a story. It's not going anywhere. And it was clear to me that it was going somewhere mm -hmm. very quickly. I, I, and at that point, I didn't know it was going where it went. And I, I talked with my wife and, and she said, you know, maybe you don't do an interview today, but maybe a video just explicitly saying this is where we're at. This is what's true. This is what's not true. And then if people right. want to pick it up and run with it, they can. And a lot of times media can be used for good, but also bad. And it can be used to silence people yeah. by saying there's a frenzy going on over here. Mm -hmm. We want you to stay quiet. And so mm -hmm. then you started speaking up and the turnout for your school has been amazing. But one thing that the reporter did that I think as a reporter myself is important to have boundaries is they included pictures of your school yeah. in that article. And I was just thinking that's a violation, I feel like, of safety for your students. Right. You know, and you even had to have parents step up and monitor as safety yeah. guarding the school. Right. Yeah, I, I thought there was some very irresponsible reporting. I, I thought there was a lot of irresponsibility in even giving this to the reporter because there wasn't a story here and it wasn't a new policy. And whichever parents sort of rolled this out, um, man, you've put kids in danger. You've put my family in danger. And um, for what? Th this mom, who I believe initiated it all, um, went on WFLA local news and literally said how loved her kids were at this school. I was going to mention that. It that was a, it was a, I was watching it going, what is going on here? My kid felt respected. We had no issues. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, we've had to beef up security and, and we've hired full-time security here and Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office has been tremendous in just patrolling. Um, yeah, we had to have parents, you know, spend the night here on Friday and Saturday night and Thursday night just to safeguard the property. Mm -hmm. um, Which I think is also amazing because when I think of a community of believers, yeah. it's standing up when a local church or a local school needs something. Yeah. So the fact that you have parents and students that are willing to take time to protect the school and church, I think is a real testament to the Bible and your congregation. 
And I think it goes back, you know, you started with COVID and just something happened here coming out of COVID. We, we built this community, our church, our staff. I mean, if I go back to that, um, we couldn't have opened in August 2020 without staff going, we'll be there. Mm-hmm. Right. All, all over our county teachers were like, I'm not coming back. Yeah. Every one of our staff members showed up. We had some elderly staff who've been teaching 25, 30, 35 years. They showed up, did their job. And I just think coming out of COVID, we built a community. I, mm-hmm. I, sent a, uh, I posted on Facebook yesterday about, you know, I'm getting a lot of credit for standing up and whatever. But and I hope I would anyway. But this is much easier when you have a church a staff of, of teachers, mm-hmm. a group of parents, people standing behind you who are propping you up and are there for you. It's, it's really a spectacular thing. It's, it's something mm-hmm. to behold. Um, it's, it's hard to even put in words just how empowering it is to have just mm-hmm. this army behind you saying, you know, we had 30, 40 people in the church yesterday just praying all over the church for, mm-hmm. for our school, for our kids, for our safety, for our state, for elections, for the governor. I mean, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. In the video you posted, you said, we do have a policy that God created man and woman, and that does not allow homosexuals or transgender. Mm-hmm. What, what scripture backs that up? Right. So we rely probably a lot on Romans chapter one um, in our mm-hmm. policies. I, I think it's hard to get away from reading Romans one and know that God takes certain lifestyles and says these are not acceptable. But as I, I pointed out to, you know, in the, in the video that I made, um, at our school, we tell our kids, none of you should be sexual, right? God condemns sex outside of marriage. And then marriage is between a man and a woman. God says a man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and they will become one flesh. So we don't expect any of our students to be sexual. I've tried to make that point. If, if a kid came in and was bragging about this, that, or the other thing that he had done heterosexually, he would be disciplined as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not just aimed at, you know, but a lot of interviewers want to say, why not just let these kids? And it's like, well, we have a, a community of people who have their kids in this school for various reasons, but one of them is to keep them free from the influences of where this world is going. Mm-hmm. Just another Bible verse is Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image, mm-hmm. male and female. He created right. them. Right. So that's just another verse to back up your policy again. Yeah, with the, with the transgender thing, you know, I, I think it's very clear. Um, and, and our policy was just, hey, if you come to school and you're a girl, we're going to call you she. You don't get to pick your pronouns. Right. If you have a nickname you like or there's a shortened version or you want to use your middle name, we're always willing to go with that. But we're not going to play make me up here and, and pretend that you're a boy when you're actually a girl. Right. You know? It's not that hard. <laughs> and again, I, I, I lean on Romans 1 so often because it's like God says, this is how I design things. And you change the truth of God for a lie. And now here is all the sins that come from that because you, you think you're wise. But Romans says... Um, but you've become fools. Mm-hmm. You think you figured it out and you think you can live without me. The Bible says the wisdom of the world is foolishness with God. Mm-hmm. You also clarified in your video that you never said, if you are gay, you will go to hell, that any sin will condemn you to hell. And that is why we all need a savior. Yeah, nothing rubbed me more wrong 
that I read or saw than that. I mean, I've read a lot of hateful comments. I've even answered the phone in dialogue with people. But that part of the NBC piece made me the most upset because I've never said that. And I've said in the video, that's not even my doctrine. I don't, because I know I didn't say it because that's not something I believe. Mm -hmm. And kids, I, I teach classes and kids always try to get you off on tangents and let's talk about this. And that very subject comes up a lot. Someone will say, kid will say, can a homosexual be saved? And I always answer it the same way. I said, can someone who is an adulterer be saved? Can someone who stole something be saved? We can all be saved and we're all sinners and we need to receive the grace of God. Jesus died on the cross for our sins, buried and rose again. So that made me really mad because it was just said very flippantly. I think it was said by one of the unnamed students in the article. It was like, oh, McKean said this in chapel. And um, I talked to some of my students, my older students who are seniors. And just I said, hey, did you ever hear me say that? And they're like, you've never said that. I've been in this school six, seven, eight, nine years. You've never said that. Mm -hmm. Well, both being believers... God always works things for good. Yeah. So what are some of the biggest blessings that you're thankful for, you know, kind of coming out of this situation now? Yeah. So, you know, the first day and a half were rough because it was pretty much all liberal media outlets that had picked it up. The mm -hmm. CNN, MSNBC, NBC, and the calls. And it was just so hateful. Uh, as a side, I'm a words of affirmation guy. That's my love language. So I'm hearing all this, I'm, my wife is just feeling for me because she's like, this has got to defeat you. So, And that stuff fires her up, right? <laughs> and uh, it, it's just very defeating for me. And then as the outlets, more conservative outlets, started picking it up, the calls changed, the emails changed. And I think a few things. I think, number one, the outpouring of support from people around the world that we don't even know. We've received like $30,000 in unsolicited donations from people leaving notes keep the faith, stay strong, just in the last handful of days. A guy in Virginia, because uh, we get the updates on our phone, sent us $5,000. I've never met the man in my life, and it just said, keep the faith in the note. Um, so the, just the idea, and then we've gotten, I think they, they said uh, as of yesterday, 1,700 emails uh, of people. Uh, that's 1,700 positive emails. They just printed them out for me. I saw them on the, on the desk just saying we're with you we're praying for you oh. to see people like james dobson you know mm -hmm. sort of retweeting or whatever this story and uh yesterday i got an email from the chairman the chancellor at bob jones university i mean just you know kind of a lot of heroes in the faith saying we're with you mm -hmm. um but then i think the you know if, at some point you're like okay well, should we just simmer down and not do any more interviews and when is this all going to die out and, and I'm kind of on the like, man, this is empowering people in a culture that shouts Christians down. And I thought, you know, and it's, it's okay to be anything in this world except a born-again Christian conservative. You can think anything else you want, but we're bigoted and hateful. I went on Wikipedia. I went on Wikipedia and it said Grace Christian School Principal Barry McKean. And in parentheses under my name it says in all caps, BIGOT. And I'm just like, what is this world coming to? And and I don't know. I feel empowered because I'm uh, I'm just got people behind me. And normally I would that would just crush me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not wearing that as a badge of honor because I'm not a bigot. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna lay back and let people call me names. And okay. that's what happens, I think, in this world. So how can we support you and your school? 
I don't know that I've thought about that. Just I think this platform to be able to speak, and um, I, um, you know, I've, I've gone to a couple of the meetings with uh, CCDF, and uh, am so behind what the organization is doing. I see the difference they're making. I was thrilled. I was watching Bay News Nine the other night, and and uh, the guy mentioned the organization and the impact they had on the Polk County elections. I thought that was amazing. I called my wife, and I'm like, look at this. Because we went to the meeting there at the fairgrounds in Plant City, mm-hmm. and um, just saw the the platform and the layout and how we're going to do this, and um, so I, I think stuff like this and, and being able to give Christians a voice, and as the organization gets bigger and grows, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be powerful. Um, and I've also been thinking of ways that I can, you know, bring people together um, to just sort of say, you know what, let's have a, let, let's have an organization or an army or something that can stand when these things happen mm-hmm. and rally around each other. Um, cause people do cave, you know, um, a, a pastor called me to encourage me on Sunday. And when we were talking, he has a Christian school and he said last year, the scholarship committee came in the Florida tax scholarship committee came in and saw some of the same language that we have on his website and came in and and asked him to change it and he changed it. And I think I'm not ever gonna do that. I would I'm not gonna change God's policies for money, for a number of students, for for nothing. Because if we start changing that, we just have a school that teaches like math and English and you can do that anywhere. Mm -hmm. We these things are what set us apart. And, and to change them is would be unacceptable. Mm-hmm. What about donations? Where would someone go to donate to your school? Sure, so if uh, our website is easy, it's gracechristianschool.com. And on the very top, there's a link that says support GCS. And when you go there, there's a number of things. There's a building fund you can give it to. We, we're busting at the seams as we talked about. And just before COVID, we, were, we actually had a groundbreaking for a new building, which would almost double our enrollment. And um, and then COVID shut everything down, and now we've come back out of COVID, and that building is almost twice the cost, almost $12 million. And it's such a need. It's so hard for me to walk through the office and listen to them constantly telling people, sorry, that class is full. Sorry, we have no room. Um, and so we'd love to build that building, and um, it would do wonders for here, and we could add four or 500 more students. Well, Barry, thank you so much for letting me share your story on our platform. Yeah, thank you for coming. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for tuning in to Liberty USA, sponsored by County Citizens Defending Freedom. Give us a like or drop a comment, follow us on social media, and share with your friends. If you liked what you heard, support our mission in empowering American citizens to defend their freedoms and liberty at the local level. Learn more and fund your freedom today by donating at ccdfusa.com. Remember, freedom is in your DNA.